0: Welcome to the lightly salted podcast. These are the readings and sermons of St. John's Lutheran Church of Park Rapids, Minnesota. They are offered so that the word of God would shape and strengthen you to be what he calls you to be, salt and light. You can find us at stjohnspr.org. Now, on to the word. Our Old Testament reading is recorded for us in the prophet Ezekiel, the 20th, excuse me, the 34th chapter we'll hear that this text is both a shepherding text and pastor's going to preach on it, but also you'll notice the timing is given. The day, a little bit further on in there, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Um, A reference to not only an event uh, that Ezekiel is prophesying for the people, but also sort of looking forward even further uh, to the time of Christ's return. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, I myself will search search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep. And I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the ravines, and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture, and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and on rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. Therefore says the Lord God to them, Behold, I, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep, because you push with side and shoulder and thrust at all the weak with your horns till you have scattered them abroad. I will rescue my flock, and they shall no longer be a prey. And I will judge between sheep and sheep, and I will set over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God, And my servant David shall be prince among them. I am the Lord. I have spoken. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle reading is recorded for us in the first letter to the Corinthians, the 15th chapter. Uh, This is usually called the resurrection chapter because as the Holy Spirit carries Paul, we, we hear a lot more about the resurrection at the end of time. Uh, In this section of the reading, we hear about it, um, but also then in the end, it's sort of interesting, he's sort of protecting or or warding off some theological or or philosophical debate on the fact that uh, even the Son will be subject to the Father and, and what that means. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. For God has put all things in subjection under his feet. But when it says all things are put in subjection, it is plain that he is accepted who puts all things in subjection under him. When all things are subjected to him, then the Son himself will also be subjected to him who puts all things in subjection under him. That God may be all in all this too is the word of the lord thanks be to god the holy gospel according to saint matthew the 25th chapter glory to you O lord these these words are the story that jesus tells the disciples it's not necessarily a parable because it's not about something else besides the fact that he's describing what happens in the day of judgment. One of the things to keep in mind in, in hearing this parable is the little ones is a reference most likely to the disciples especially, to the proclaimers of the message. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, And he will separate people, one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you? Or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, Praise to you, O oh Christ.
1: Well, good morning. Thank you all for joining us here this wonderful day of worship as we come and celebrate the last day, the last Sunday of the church year. I pray that your Thanksgiving all went well, enjoyed wonderful company and, and good food and fellowship. But here we come together and join together in worshiping our King. So let us begin this wonderful day. Grace, peace, and mercy be unto you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here we are. Another year the church has come and gone. When we started this year preparing, waiting, just as we do every year, looking towards the birth of our King. Our King who stepped down from His throne to be born of a virgin. Born of a lowly state. Bearing human flesh. And born in a stable of all places. And then we spend the rest of this year seeing how our king turned everything upside down, interacting with those whom society deemed unworthy, unwanted, unseemly, outcast. See, the king is like no one else, for he is a king who showed mercy, love, forgiveness, when others withheld it. He put aside all grandeur, manservants, maidservants, and became a servant himself. He put aside the crown and picked up a shepherd's staff to go out and call his sheep, to guide them back to where they belong, safe and secure with him. And for three years, our king was a shepherd, working diligently to teach, to preach, rescuing his flock away from the wolves. And this is what we hear every single year. Every year we are blessed to be reminded that our King has become our shepherd, that he took it upon himself to do what others could not, or quite frankly, would not do. And every year we are comforted again and again. And yet we're looking to all of this, knowing the outcome. You and I well know that our King has come and will come again, a promise given and kept by his by His work accomplished through His death and resurrection. And yet we come to these stories recorded in Scripture where the people of God don't know what's going to happen next. Where they don't know if they're going to live or they will die. If they will have abundance or scarcity. If they will wake up in the land of their fathers or be found waking up in a foreign land surrounded by strangers. See, I can't even begin to imagine what that would be like. I cannot fathom how one will live with that persistent sense of fear overhead, not knowing what the day will bring. You see, they had shepherds, they had people who were set over them, people who were tasked with caring for them, providing for them, comforting them, and taking their attention always and leading them back to God. However, when we reach Ezekiel chapter 34, These shepherds are not doing what they are tasked with. They have not given attention to the caring of the flock of God. And rather, these sheep have been scattered, lost into the wilds, not knowing what danger is awaiting them the further and further the way they get. And so here we are in chapter 34 of Ezekiel, where a few things have already taken place. The kingdom of Israel is gone. Jerusalem has fallen. The kingdom of Judah is now subject to the kingdom of Babylon. And the first wave of the people of God have been taken, sent over to a foreign land. And yet in this chapter, Ezekiel delivers judgment. He delivers the word of God that, that says to those who have not done with the work that were supposed to do. Judgment upon those who have not cared for the people that he has entrusted to them. Listen to what Ezekiel says as he records the words of our Lord. He says, Thus says the Lord God, Ha, shepherds of Israel, you who have been feeding yourselves, should not the fat ones, should not the shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with the wool, you slaughter the fat ones. But you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened. The sick you have not healed. The injured you have not bound up. The strayed you have not brought back. The lost you have not sought. And with force and harshness you have ruled them. So they were scattered. And there was no shepherd. And they became food for all the wild beasts. The people of God have been abandoned, more or less, by their leaders. They're not being looked after. They're being left alone, forgotten about. And yet, these shepherds that Ezekiel speaks about, it's not your average, everyday herdsman who goes out with his flock day and night, caring for them, protecting them, feeding them, and lead them to a grazing pasture where they can be fed. Ezekiel is writing about the ones who are representatives of God. They are the ones whom the people were to follow. They were to ensure that the people were taken care of, protected, provided, and had security and stability in the land. They were to look over them bodily and spiritually. But that did not take place. See, these shepherds were entrusted with the care of this flock. But rather than listen to God, acknowledging the words of the prophets who have been sent again and again and again, or simply do what is asked of them, expected of them. They ignored it. And because of this, the people of God were sent into exile. See, what Ezekiel is prophesying against is nothing new. It's not uncommon to hear how leaders are not actually leading. It's not uncommon to hear how leaders are working for themselves. Seeing to their own plans and not caring for the ones who chose them. Not helping the ones who they were supposed to be there for. It's nothing new to hear how so many people feel like they have been forgotten because the leaders that they were supposed to care for, the leaders that were supposed to care for them, have left them behind. Again, there is nothing new about this. Now, there are many ways for us to move past this point. I could take us down the political route, turning our attention to the mess that we hear about in the world, the mess found in the international community with a continued onslaught of war and so many people getting caught in the mix. And what a mess that is. I could turn our attention to Washington, highlighting the pointless debates, the insignificant squabble of politicians playing games with each other and the American people. We could even focus on the mutual distrust of the brain power down in the Twin Cities. I could do that. And that'd be simple, it'd be easy. And we could have about this for hours. The problem of politics, the abuse of political speech mixed with religious speech and telling everybody, saying that God approves of what I am doing. But that would be too easy, and quite frankly, not helpful in the least bit. But rather, turn your attention to what you want in a leader, a shepherd. See, when we point leaders, we find those who will do what is expected of them, that they will listen to their people, work to solve the problems that take place in their community, even caring to help those who cannot help themselves. See, we want a leader. Who is not like the ones mentioned here in Ezekiel? We want a leader that does not forget about us. We want a leader who cares for us, protects us, provides for us, and gives us the stability that we need in this life. That is what we want. We are desperate for a leader who can actually do the job and do it well. We know what we want, we know what we need. But even that seems like a tough order to fill. Especially when sin is a part of the equation. How hard it is to find a leader that actually cares. But maybe not. Maybe not. See, when we turn our attention to the reading that that Pastor Newbar read for us from the Old Testament. Verses 11 to 16. We are given the very words of God who recorded by Ezekiel, who spoke through his prophet to give to the people, telling them that there is hope, that God will be their shepherd, that finally this mess, the pain, the trouble of these false shepherds that they have caused, be it deliberate or not, God will do everything to fix it. God will undo this mess. God will undo the pain. Hear the reading from Ezekiel once more. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost and I will bring back the strayed and I will bind up the injured and I will strengthen the weak and the fat and the strong. I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. The shepherds of Israel have failed in their vocation. They have not done what is required of them. They did not follow the word of the Lord. And because of this, people got hurt. Men, women, and children were left to fend for themselves, surviving in a foreign land, taken from their homes, taken from the land of their fathers, a land promised by God. And they have become scattered. But yet here comes God to their aid. God speaks words of hope, of deliverance, a promise, salvation, comfort to his people, spoken through the words of Ezekiel, recorded for us to still today. God rescued his people once more. He comes to the right doing what these under shepherds should have been doing in the first place, even stating that he will establish one shepherd, one shepherd over them who will protect them, care for them, do what needs to be done. Hear what the word of God says. And I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd, and I, the Lord, will be their God. And my servant David shall be prince among them. I am the Lord. I have spoken. These are words of hope, peace, and comfort. This is what is promised a shepherd to do what needs to be done. Finally, a shepherd to undo the damage and bring the flock back together in one place. Finally, a shepherd that the people of God needed all along. And what words of hope and joy that is. Finally, a shepherd is coming. A shepherd will come that will protect, lead and guide the flock at all costs. He will come just as God declared it to be. And for indeed, this shepherd has already come. He came and dwelt amongst the flock, spent three years guiding them, teaching them, healing them, bringing them back to the fold, just as God said He would do. And for you and for I, who sit on this side of the cross, we can look back and see how God reminded His people that a Messiah was coming. And indeed came in the person of Jesus Christ, who is our shepherd, who did just as God said, healing the sick, giving hope and comfort to all people, even if they were not part of the tribe of Israel, giving renewed strength to the lame, the mute, the blind, and all those afflicted in one manner or another, even reminded the religious leaders, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the shepherds of the day, what they are to be doing, what is required of them, how they are to lead and how they are to guide the people of God. Christ did exactly as God promised through the words of the prophet Ezekiel, For only God is capable of doing what is expected. As our shepherd, God did not make him take his ministry about himself. He did not work to fulfill his own wants and desires. He did not make it about politics. He did not come to join in the pointless and mindless squabbles of the other shepherds, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He didn't come seeking power. He came just as promised. He came to undo the mess, to undo the destruction and the influence of sin, death, and the devil. Christ came to be the one and only shepherd, there's no other shepherd out there that can do what he did. That can take away our sin and give us new life. Eternal life with him. No other shepherd can do that. No other shepherd would do that. And so here we are. The close of another year. Another year of the same old stories of the pain and suffering that the people of God had to endure. A reminder that this world is dark, twisted, infected by sin just as you and I are as well. But yet we wait. We wait for that same hope, peace, and comfort. The fulfillment of the word of our Lord who will return just as promised. Who will be our one and only shepherd. Who will lead us, protect us, and provide all that we need in this life and the next. And what a comfort it is every year to hear about the advent of our shepherd whose birth heralds peace, hope, and joy and whose second advent heralds eternal comfort for his flock. What a sweet joy that is and a great reminder for you and for me. For Christ is our shepherd, our one and only. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to Lightly Salted. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at stjohnspr.org or look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.
1: Our thanks to Eric Medeas at soundimage.org for morning dew.
0: God's blessings.